The future of basketball looks a lot like the New Balance two-way. Players like Jamal Murray and Tyrese Maxey use it to keep their edge and dominate on the court. And you can too. The two-way from New Balance Basketball. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. Wayfair is ready to make your holiday season even more joyful. Shop all things home for you and everyone on your gift list with an incredible selection of furniture, decor, and more. All with an amazing value that'll make this holiday season the best one yet. And right now, Wayfair is turning up the savings even more with huge deals and sales. Plus, thousands of items ship fast and free. Head to Wayfair.com or download the Wayfair app in the App Store to shop the latest limited deals so you can deck it all. Hey, Brad, you know how Nationwide is more than an insurance company? Yeah, they're one of America's largest financial services companies. Can we get that in a song like Business Life Retirement? Or Nationwide's there to protect. I'm kind of the jingle guy. I'm not sure I agree with that. Well, I'm not sure I like your hat. Well, it would never fit on you. Products issued by Nationwide Life Insurance Company or Nationwide Life and Annuity Insurance Company. The general distributor for variable products is Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcasting platform as well, just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify Podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Hey Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Hello, folks, and welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am one host. God damn it. I'm starting it over. I'm starting it over. Nah, I ain't gonna start it over. We're gonna let it roll like we usually do. I want half of your hosts, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. 
at Biz Film for all the movie stuff, and I'm joined as always by my co-hosts, Maurice Williams, at Mind of Reese, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, find them, search them, Mind of Reese podcast, uh, Bibs Corner podcast, by the way, for myself, and uh, we're just coming off the dub, Reese, how you feeling? Or you can, you know, take your time. Uh, Because I could, I haven't heard the song in a while, and I couldn't remember <laughs> if they said "hater" or the other word. I'm pretty but sure you did. You get the clean version? Is that that's what? the explicit version? All right. So okay. we lucked up, <laughs> <laughs> man. I, I I can't. You know, before before we started this, I was like, you know what? I'm about to cue up a song because I can't really explain how I feel <laughs> in words right away. And originally, the song I had queued up was "Hallelujah." Yes, I had Hallelujah queued up, the original Hallelujah, sung by Leonard Cohen. Literally, up until you asked me, how you feeling? That's said, a hell of a transition. I, I said, I'm switching the head buses because I'm feeling ignorant. I don't know how you made that transition that quick. I don't right. know how I made Hey, look, that's that's really how my library is. I can be singing Bye, 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 NSYNC, and next thing you know, NBA Youngboy is playing. It, it happens like that. That's that's crazy. You know what else was crazy? What's that? These Mavericks. I, I gotta stop whispering in the mic too. Um, yeah, I tend to do that a lot too. I'm gonna hold it closer. You know what? Yeah, you if gotta I'm, get close to loud, the mic. If I'm loud, then you know. We gotta be loud. We gotta be over the engine. We gotta be over the the shower. You yeah, know. I'm gonna lie. I was listening to the last episode of the car earlier when I was driving on the highway, <laughs> and it was kind of low. I was like. I was like, damn, where our audio at? Like, Couldn't even hear you over the uh, intro music. Right. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it was bad. So I got to no more, uh, no more Reese getting close to the mic. Oh, baby, let me whisper in here. Hey, don't do, <laughs> don't do that, man. Don't do that, man. Don't do that, man. Don't do that, man. No more Reese getting close to the mic effect since, you know, I'm going to be close to the mic. You can just tap maybe on if, it. Maybe if. There you go. That's beautiful. Testing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um damn, what time did we start this? I'm trying to keep track of the time. Whatever. It don't matter. Um yeah, uh heck of a game, man. I got so I got a, I got a lot of things I want to say. I know you said you didn't maybe have too much. Yeah, um, I, 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 just yeah, not much. Okay, not look. really in depth on much. I mean a few things, but it's really just like uh Compare and contrast from last game. Okay, so yeah, I, w- I want to run through it. I think, uh, you know, last game was, like I said, it was a house money game at the end of the day. Um, we shouldn't have been up to one. So losing that game, it didn't hurt me that much, in it, honestly. Um, I think it would have felt cheap almost to have Luca come in with a lead and, and, and take it home. So to have it go back even and have the jazz smell Cheat themselves for a second, 
to have the jazz smell themselves for a second and then come out and, and humble them like this. Cheap my ass. Like Imagine this. if we beat them last game and we ended. We probably wouldn't have did this tonight. Hey, look, all I'm saying is if, if we ended them like this today mm. with a 30-point game, putting them out of their misery, breaking their spirit, and breaking that team up for good. Twitter there would be a lot of, be a lot be of January Dallas babies. That's 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 what would happen. Facts. Um, <laughs> uh, especially the energy in the, the AAC tonight was crazy. Um, I enjoyed it on the broadcast, so thank y'all. Those of you who showed up, showed out, um, got your tickets from the resellers, however you did it. Uh, thank y'all. The energy was crazy, even though you know the emotional fan reactions to every single foul is always funny to me. It is, but you know, it's playoff basketball, you gotta love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of which, let's get into it. Uh, so early on in the game, I felt like Luca was still in feel out mode for him. You gotta remember, this is his second game. Uh, I usually say the first game is almost the first quarter is a throwaway quarter, first of all. Uh, the first game as a whole is usually like whoever he figures it out quickest. Um, and so for Luca coming into this second, the second game, it felt like he was still feeling some things out early on. He had some terrible turnovers. Um, on the other side, the jazz seemed to have been making a concerted effort to get Rudy involved early, which had me a little bit concerned. Same. I actually tweeted about it. <laughs> it, it honestly had me concerned very early. Yeah, I didn't want to tweet it because I didn't want to put that energy out there. Someone actually asked me because I said, um, basketball gods, you know, this is the one prophecy I don't want to be right on. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I didn't saw want that to tweet. specify. I, I saw the to... reply too when somebody asked him. He was like, no, nah, I'm not. You know. I didn't want to put the energy out there on the timeline. But yeah, that if, if if you were listening to the podcast, you you know what I'm talking about. It's the fact that the Jazz, if they like made a real concerted effort to go inside every time, there's not a lot we can do about that besides foul. And if we foul, we get into foul trouble. That's what happened last game. I mean, the last two games that we lost, um, foul trouble cost us. I was going to say, luckily for us, we got him in foul trouble this game. But to be honest, even when he was in, we were doing oh, yeah. a damn good job on offense. But it was like when Hassan Whiteside came in. And granted, Hassan Whiteside is a decent paint protector. Like, you know, he's one of those guys who will jump at everything and – most of the time, yeah. he'll get the block. Uh, and the and fact he has that he's, some blocks. Yeah, the fact that he's so damn huge is it, going to affect the <laughs> jump shot. But he's not as effective as a Rudy Gobert. And we were just eating in the mid-range and uh, inside the paint area when he was in the game. Like, that. the fact that Rudy – I mean, we were already up by, like, 20. But Rudy getting into foul trouble with eight minutes left, basically, in the third quarter – yeah, that helped a lot to like give us an advantage of keeping the lead or even growing the lead. Right. Um, because I think at that point we were pretty much bucket for bucket in the yeah. third up to that point. Like it felt good, but we weren't pulling away. Uh, but then when he went out, that's when things kind of exploded. Um I noticed in the first because one of the things we brought up, especially you brought up, was Luca with the step backs. He did have one goofy step back in each of the first three quarters before he finally got one to go that was shouldn't have gone in, but he got one to go, and then that was when the floodgates kind of opened. Yeah, you know, I was definitely going to mention that. Uh, <laughs> I, I could not – the way y'all talk shit to me on Twitter, 
the the Luca Dick Eaters. Mm. The way y'all talk shit to me on Twitter, like, oh, it's his first game back, or oh, we won this game because of him. There was a damn account. Can't remember the account's name. I swear to God, if I can remember, I'd say it on here right now. Make him famous. Make him famous. Uh, <laughs> they posted clips of Luka God. Doncic's buckets in like the fourth or third quarter or whatever. And I was like, wow, hate accounts like this because y'all conveniently leaving out the awful step backs that he took on possessions where most of the time no one got the ball and it came and it was a possession after Utah miss where we could have gotten some momentum. Just because you can put together a little video doesn't make you uh, have a great, a stronger point, people. Yeah, um, like, but I can make a video to tell you anything. I can make a video to tell you Josh Green is an elite three-point shooter and compile every single three he made this season. Facts, but that's not the case. Like um, I, I was talking about it all game and after the game. He's taking these step backs, but when he attacks the basket, they can't stop him. Right. He was successful every time. What happened this game? You know what? That's not a rhetorical question. Bibbs, what happened this game? <laughs> so, and that gets to what I was going to say is the the step back threes aren't bad because they're step back threes right. because they're out of rhythm. No, the step back threes, like out of rhythm, not running the offense is bad because you're not making the jazz work. You're bailing them out. It's all situational. Right. It's the same thing as me saying that the Jazz should feed Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert as much as possible, or at least use the threat of him. Because by doing that, you make our defense react to him inside. And when our defense is reacting to him inside, shooters are open. Shooters are going to get open. If Luka's just pulling step back threes, the Jazz just get to sit home on their men and not work. But exactly. if he's dribbling in the lane, he's bringing two defenders to him. Now he's sucking the defense in and making other guys on the perimeter open. Getting inside, period, however you do it, changes the way the other team has to defend. It affects things in a way that isn't always tangible on the scoreboard. I don't have an issue with Luka's step back shot. That's his signature shot. Especially when, you know, he's in a rhythm. He gets it, you know, on that left or right wing, mainly the left wing, because that's his spot. I'm I'm cool with that. Right. Especially when he's hot. Like, when he hits hot and he hits that, I'm cool with it. But, it, like I said, it's situational. In right. moments where, you know, it's the beginning of the fourth quarter, both teams were shooting bad. Like, you're coming up court, no one's touching the ball, you're dribbling the ball. And you just take a step back. It's like you don't even try to penetrate the defense. You don't try to penetrate the paint, break the defense down, anything. Like, they're going to key in on you. They're going to send an extra guy most of the time. Someone's going to get open. And there's not many players, if anyone, better in the league than finding open men than you are. Right. And we saw that in this game. Like, it was a goddamn masterclass. The dude, I'm surprised he didn't have a goddamn triple-double. People were missing shots. Um, People were missing shots. Or and we overpassing. Still- yeah, and we still won by 30. Yeah, so I think at the half, I had a feeling. you can I can kind of tell how Luka's going to play throughout the game by how, how he progresses. So first quarter, he was wild, throwing ball all over the place. Second quarter, he kind of settled it down a little bit. And at the half, like how he walks into the half, I can kind of tell what his mind mentality is. So. Right. As he went out to the half, I could see the the little nod and the the locked in. I was like, all right, Luca's gonna come out and try to kill these dudes in this in the third quarter. 
and that's what happened. Um, yeah, yeah. Luca, Luca's a dog, but Luca in the playoffs is different. Like he came out the gate, he was he was ready to go. And Maybe that's, it was being back in the AAC. I'm not sure. That's that's the thing I was looking for because Luca against the Clippers was locked in. Yeah. and meticulous and they even said it during the broadcast it's something I, i've started saying a lot lately because i tend to recycle the same terms over and over once i lock in on one but he was surgical in that third quarter uh that's the luca i have been waiting to see it did not happen in the last game it did not happen in the first half of this game but in the third quarter luca started getting surgical on him and i th- historically i have no reason to believe he's going to go back from there yeah, when Luca doesn't settle on offense, he's unstoppable. Yeah, and when when I say unstoppable, I don't don't mean just from a scoring standpoint. Like he's unstoppable on offense in general. He's in full control. Full control. Like when when he's not settling, he's in control of the game. He dictates the flow of the game, and I, mean, I love it's it's beautiful to watch, man. It's. It, it's... Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> get into that get into that mid-range and you know, get into a, that the fadeaway, get into, you know, some 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 fake passes to to a floater, to a to a a, a, a hand behind the back fake pass, you know, dipsy do, skip skip uh, I'm done. Skip diddly, you know, all that. I don't know what the fuck a skip diddly <laughs> is, but I understand. Speaking With, of surgical, man. I'm scared where this going. We can't leave out Jalen Brunson. That's literally. I actually have one more thing I want to say before, but okay. we can jump to Brunson. Okay. If you no no no, say yeah uh, one more thing first. All right. So the in that third quarter, also Clamp God Luca came out. I saw you tweet that. Uh, he had to steal on Bojan. Oh wait, let me spit this gum out. I forgot about uh our boy. Sorry. Our boy. Yeah, I believe it was Tall Traveler. Well, somebody that um. That DM me and told me, you know, uh, I don't know if he could hear it because I wasn't chewing it much, but <laughs> you could hear it in my mouth a little bit. So I don't gotcha. want to like, yeah. Pause. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, uh, big pause. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he got the steal on Boyan. It was funny because like right before he got the steal, he had almost gotten the steal, and then he locked back down and got it on the next uh, dribble, um, and then a couple plays or a little bit later in the third, he got a block on a three. Was it Clarkson? I think. Uh, he got a block on a three. So it was nice to see Luca get down in his stance. And they were talking about how um, Jason Kidd told Luca before the season that he was ranked 250th uh, in the league on defense. And then, like, later into the season, as we are establishing that we're one of the better defenses, he told him he was 150th, which it confused me when he said it. I was like, I'm pretty sure Luca's like one of the top guards ranked defensively right now in the league. And then uh, they were like, and both of those numbers are complete lies. But sometimes you have to be a little tricky with a guy like Luca to get him motivated because you tell him he's bad at something, he's going to take it personal. Love to hear it. Keep lying to that Jordan. motherfucker. A la Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I love it because you know Luca's not up Googling a stat muse at all numbers. So if Jason Kidd tells him he's 150th on defense, he's going to be like, well, what the fuck? I thought I was playing good, but... I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Um, let's get to Brunson. I'll let you start since you brought it up a while ago. Go ahead. Man, it's it's been a beautiful thing to watch this man this season. He, along with Dorian Finney-Smith, he has improved every 
single year with this team. The fact that we got him and Luka in the same draft is like, it's some Ocean's Eleven shit. It was great when it happened. It, it, fantastic. You know, I didn't see him becoming this, honestly. But, man, his footwork. Feet work. His footwork (laughs) (laughs) is so underrated once he gets into that paint area. His up and under. Kyrie Irving, eat your heart out. Fuck out of here. His up and under not fucking with Jalen Brunson's. I stamped that. If his up and under was that good, they wouldn't have got fucking swept. Oh, man. We ain't have to do that. <laughs> hey, man. Somebody on the Twitter called Kyrie up and under Uma. Man, look. <laughs> man. Hey, shout out Jalen Brunson, man. It's pay that man. And it's the fact that he has the footwork, <clears throat> he has speed. His first step is very quick. When he knows he's got somebody on him that cannot defend him on that perimeter, he gets to the paint with ease. And it's not only his speed, he's a he's small. He's like they say he's six foot one. I think that's bullshit. But he's bulky. He's round. The guy Okay. Uh hold up. He's a stocky guy. <laughs> he got some he got no, I'm not saying that. He got strength. <laughs> Out of pocket bibs, man. It's definitely late. Um, <laughs> he got strength down there. You know he's moving guys around. If he's not moving guys around, I don't understand how y'all fall for that up and under every time. But the fact that he's so effective in the paint, you gotta respect it. So guys yeah. are gonna jump at it. When you see that noggin move, it's hard not to react. <laughs> and the fact that more increasingly, game after game. I'm starting to see that he's not afraid if Rudy Gobert is under that basket. Like, he'll take that mid-range fade. But it also helps that, like you mentioned, I think you alluded to Steve Nash, he can dribble in that paint, keep his dribble, and come right out of it if he doesn't feel that the shot is efficient enough. So, uh, actually, you know what? This is a terrible transition. Speaking of that, can Josh Green stop doing that shit? Like, bro, I love you, but... When you get the fucking ball on the three-point line, if you aren't going to shoot it, do something else with it instead of dribbling across the goddamn paint just to dribble to the other side of the court to pass to somebody else, brother. And can we get a shooter to help Josh Green in the offseason? Because one of these shots is going to hurt somebody. That took a turn. Uh, Getting back to Jalen Brunson. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about it in the last game. Uh, I mentioned I think I had a tweet about it as well. Jalen Brunson with Luca on the court needed to adopt that CJ McCollum mentality of I'm the guy when the ball is in my hands. And he started to do that tonight. I definitely saw it initially. No, but eventually he did start to do it. Uh, There was a couple plays early in the game where he made a move or made a drive and missed a shot terribly or uh, made a couple of mistakes. And typically he would start to clam up in that situation and start to just swing the ball more, but he did not do that tonight. And uh, that's a huge sign going forward because if, if we can have it to where, you know, Luca starts the action, gets shut down, swings it around, Brunson gets a shot. Cause that happened a few times. And I'm going to tell y'all toll house cookies. If you know anything about Toll House cookies, they're known for being moist. Um, what those the were, f- 
those were the type of moments that I've been looking Yo. for. Ayo. I can't keep it together. Ayo. I don't know what's It's crazier. like if you put a toaster strudel in the microwave. No, no, no. Hold if you've up. ever done that, you don't, know Please don't mention toaster strudel at the, you didn't just say moist. Like, <laughs> please don't. Ayo, finish your point. I, I'm sorry I did that, y'all. I would like to apologize. It's, nah, it's man. Just, just let's just move past it. So you got <laughs> you got loopy bibs. Um, <clears throat> all right, moving forward. But Jalen Brunson, Luka Doncic being able to take turns and, and, and tag team. <laughs> oh man. I could I, I I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't man I couldn't I'm sorry I tried I tried I tried I tried if you'd have just said tag teaming and you ain't say taking turns especially considering we really like had these dudes bent over all game so it's like so when Luca penetrates and then Jalen <laughs> penetrates and you get that double penetration. <laughs> I can't see straight. I got I'm lightheaded. Oh man. Oh. <clears throat> oh boy. <clears throat> when you get uh, the defense <clears throat> having to look both ways <clears throat> when you can't see you coming. Uh <laughs> Oh man. Hey, 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 hey. Go to, go to an ad break, man. Go to an ad break. Go to an ad break. <laughs> Get y'all after these best. Go to an ad break. Get our breath together. <laughs> the NBA playoffs means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders podcast. We would like to apologize for how things got off the rails Prior to the ad break, um, thank you for for staying with us, sticking with us while we get through this. Now, uh, before the break, I was talking about Luca and Don, Luca and Brunson uh, sharing responsibilities whilst on the court at the same time, simultaneously uh, taking turns, sharing the ball, uh, attacking the defense from different angles. Now, there's something else I want to transition to. Because that is important, and I'm glad it's happening. If it's happening, then this, the ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan said. But before we get to that, there's one thing that hasn't happened yet that I do need to happen. Talk about it. 
and that is Spencer Dinwiddie. Talk about it. Spencer Dinwiddie has yet to put together a really clean Spencer Dinwiddie game. If Spencer Dinwiddie gets it together, if we can get Spencer Dinwiddie to get it together in this next game, if, if we go to the film and find something that he can do to get loose, we're really going to have the Utah Jazz on the casting couch in game six. I ain't going to lie. I'm going to ignore that, but it so did not feel like he played 27 minutes tonight. It honestly my, didn't. My pockets don't feel like it either, so... You know what? I enjoyed this game much better when I didn't have a parlay on it. (laughs) It, I wasn't upset at anybody. I wasn't cursing anyone's name. I'm not saying I'm done for good. Y'all know I'll be back. I'm just down bad right now. But, boy, when I get that first paycheck from this job, it's up. I promise you. But... Yes, it, it it would be so amazing if the Spencer Dinwiddie came, if the Spencer Dinwiddie game came in Game Six. Boy, that's a tongue twister. Um, Your time. It, it's crazy how he got into the playoffs and turned into playoff Demar Derozan. But I, at the same time, he's not even the third best player on the team, so it's not like we need to be expecting this out of him. Right. But it would be helpful. It's one of those things where, again, like every game that we've lost, every game in the series, really, <clears throat> I felt like if there's an obvious next gear we can get to because everybody's not clicking yet. Yeah. And even like Dorian Finney-Smith and Bullock have not had a big game yet. Well, I mean, I'm not expecting a big game from Reggie Bullock. But I mean, but the fact that we know that they're capable of having one of those games where they just don't miss. And if and right now they've basically just been giving us those consistent 22, 24 points from like between the two. Yeah. Um, that's perfect. Like if they give us that, then they've done their job because they're doing everything else on defense. But we know that they're both capable of hitting 18 to 20. I think with the way Jalen Brunson is playing, <laughs> it's less likely we get the Spencer Dinwiddie game with Luca being back as well. But if we get a game with all three of them clicking, the Holy Trinity, oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, um, go, going back to that, Luca and Brunson, I, I wanted to check the shot distribution. 22 shots for Luca, 20 for Brunson. That's beautiful, man. Beautiful. Let us see it. That's a tandem going to I work. Remember, I remember not even earlier in the season, maybe two months ago, uh, I think it was you talking about, you know, Brunson not getting or taking as many shots as he should when playing with Luca. So, you know, doing this in the playoffs, getting it right at the right time clicking at the right time it's perfect most definitely most definitely um we got to talk about the jazz so first of all the Mavs defense I'm I'm just briefly I got a couple things the defense for the Mavs was insane um 36 points at the half for the jazz they were getting some looks they weren't hitting them but they were working for everything like nothing was easy um Donovan I forgot he existed during that game at one point well-fed Dwayne Wade boy finished with nine points if Luka Doncic had nine points in a game I would have questions I wouldn't be calling him my boy went out there and played like Trey Young I wouldn't be calling him my franchise star not at all 
that was uh, uh, a stray that Trey Young just caught, but also very truthful. Um, I mean, if Donovan want to be the number two to Luca, then cool. But <laughs> boy had nine points. Um, Jordan Clarkson looked like he, it was looked like it was his team tonight. He actually Dang. played with some heart. Jordan Clarkson is what I wish Tim Hardaway Jr. was. Yeah. I remember arguing with Mads fans about that last year. Clarkson is a better version of Tim Hardaway Jr. Absolutely. 100%. It's not even a debate. But, yeah. When I see Clarkson, when I saw Clarkson out there, I was like, this is what I wish Tim Hardaway Jr. was. Like, I'm not asking for this every single night. But, you know, just being capable of it. Right. Uh, Speaking of Tim Hardaway Jr., I really wish we had him during this playoff run, I swear. But... I'm curious if, if I think they said that they should completely shut him down, but I, I can see a scenario where they maybe have to pull him out. Maybe if we get deep enough. Come on, man. <laughs> I had to hit the office all if one time. If we make if we make a deep enough run in the playoffs, say we get to the second round, maybe the right. Western Conference Finals. It's like he's had more than enough time out. I don't think. I'm pretty sure he's, he's healthy. Yeah. He's pretty. I'm pretty sure he's healthy. Like, though I've seen him shooting around in practice and stuff. He's so not. I don't. I don't understand the reason of keeping him out. I don't. They're they uh, uh, an abundance of caution. Is okay. The the quote I believe I saw, but no um, fucking Clay Thompson. This ain't a Achilles. Injury. You remember 2011? They did the same. I feel like Karan Butler healed during the playoffs, and they, they didn't let him play. Um, but Tim Hardaway Jr. Because of what he does. I think it would be perfectly fine to have him available. Absolutely. And if you need to throw him in there, see what happens. I don't see why that should be a problem. We'll worry about that later. I don't <laughs> expect it in this series, at least. Yeah, me um, At the end of the game, Donovan reached for his hamstring. I don't know if that was a, I'm getting blown out and I have to pretend that something's hurt. He did that shit last game, man. Or if it was genuine. But if he is hurt or pretending to be hurt, not looking good for the Jazz in game six. Um, <clears throat> Rudy and Clarkson were the only two that showed up tonight for the Jazz. Uh, 17 and 11 for Rudy, 20 for Clarkson off the bench. Bojan, I guess, uh, having to play clamp god has destroyed his offense. Because he was 0 for 9 from the field, 0 for 5 from 3 tonight. Uh, Michael Conley was 1 for 6 from the field. Royce O'Neal was 2 for 6. Hernan Gomez, 2 for 6. Just, you look at the box score, it's ugly out there. I don't even remember Daniel House scoring, but he had 8 points. Tell y'all something, man. I'm so tired seeing Juan Hernan Gomez and Daniel House on the goddamn floor getting playoff minutes and we not abusing these motherfuckers. I'm glad we did it this game, but goddamn it, it's happened way too often. <clears throat> also, why are we so bad at closing out on shots? What do you mean? Oh. Like, not even like I mean, yeah, sometimes I've seen guys open as like that's bad rotation, but I'm talking about actually closing out. Like we get caught with everything like pump fakes dudes is running and jumping past the goddamn man and they not even taking the three it's like brunson discipline luca <clears throat> dwight powell even 
do that a lot. Yeah. Unnecessarily fly by. Or I've seen Dodo do it aggressively. Dorian's usually not. Well, he'll fly by, but he doesn't take himself out of the play when he flies by. Like he'll fly by and come back. Right. Like Luca and Brunton don't fly by and like continue on their way. Like they don't need Spencer to get back too. into the play. Then Witty definitely is a yeah. culprit. I couldn't think of. I knew there was somebody else I couldn't think of. Um, and it's because they're not defenders. They're doing the closeout because oh yeah, this is my job now to play defense. But they're not. Uh, they're not accustomed to it. So the the natural instincts of I should close out and chop my feet to close the gap, or I should close out and if I'm going to do a flyby, land as quick as possible and get back into the play. Those instincts aren't in them. So that's still a work in progress. It's something I hope they point out in in film because it was happening too much. And if the Jazz weren't in their own heads, it could have been costly a few times. Absolutely. Um, so thanks for bringing that up. <clears throat> what else do I have? Oh, final thing I really wanted to get into for this game is the scuffle. So Luca, for whatever reason, thought he was Vince Carter for a second and went to yam on Whiteside. Whiteside stopped him at the rim like he's supposed to do. On his way down, Luca, I guess, thought that Whiteside was being rough with him, even though he wasn't, and started to flail and whatnot and grab him. And, you know, then he turned around and gave him a look. But when he looked, he saw Whiteside was, like, calm <laughs> and reaching down to help him up. So he, he was like, oh, there's no, there's no harm, no foul. But Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock saw the initial action, flew over, Whiteside got pushed. He had an aggressive push. He got pushed again, had another aggressive push. <laughs> Texts were assessed to all involved in the pushing. Uh, a lot of uh, kerfuffle, if you will. And while I was in this, my tweet was a little bit like, oh, Luca was being dramatic. At the same time, I liked it. I liked it, but it wasn't that deep. It wasn't necessary, but I liked it because the Clippers thought they were bullies. They were aggressive for no reason. And we kind of looked soft. This kind of gave us the opportunity to show Luca's protected. We're not soft. We're not pushovers. It's it's almost a symbolic uh, thing. I wish me. they had that energy for Royce O'Neal. I think Royce O'Neal is. I mean, during the game, there was a lot of the Mavs bench uh, telling the refs to review different things because they were still taking shots in this game. Uh, Rudy and those other guys were taking shots to the heads and necks of Mavs players, and they were trying to get them to review. But again, this gave them the opportunity to to, to get out their their cuss words and pushes and all that good stuff. And it, it, again, it felt like a symbolic thing of like this is us crossing that threshold from young team trying to figure it out to team that's ready to to, to try to make some noise. Like so, you said, it wasn't that serious, but I liked it. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? So yeah, Whiteside got the two techs for the two pushes. Bullock got the push in the tech. Dorian Finney-Smith got the push in the tech, and Bullock had gotten a tech earlier for doing the wave off, apparently. Uh, so he got ejected as well. All good. No suspensions or anything like that should be coming. I wouldn't expect. Uh, it would be wild if they did find something to give us a suspension for. That would throw things off, I would say. Um, <clears throat> but Frank also was cleared for this game. Did not play, but he was cleared, so he's there if we need him. There were times in the past games where he would have been nice to have, so it's good to know he's available. 
I believe you might have said it earlier or somebody said it on a timeline that when Josh was playing around, it would have been nice to have Frank in there. Um, I didn't say it, but. Okay, it was on the timeline then. <clears throat> I, I don't know if I agree. So, Josh, the one thing you did bring up about Josh, the whole catch it in the corner, don't shake the shot, dribble across, pick the ball up, and then look for somebody. That can't happen. I need you to get into a floater, my guy. Um, I need you to, if you got to get blocked at the rim, get blocked at the rim. I don't care. Yeah. Just do something aggressive. Like That's why I said when he learns how to actually play basketball, he's going to be a problem. Yeah, so whatever reason he's not coming i mean get into the one dribble pull up like dog you 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 a basketball player like if you're not comfortable taking that three there if it's too open you need some movement in your life i understand that feeling as a hooper you might need to get that little bounce like they're giving you time and space take your time get in get into the bounce and pull up whatever you got to do get into a floater a practice rhythm you you got time to do whatever you want to do but dribbling across the lane and then looking for somebody to pass to you're basically telling them that you're not a threat um, and that's that we can't have that. I'm surprised Jason Kidd allowed him to stay out there when he did it like two times in a row. Um, he kept him out there one time, but the next yeah. time, next time he pulled him. It's just wasted time and wasted motion. Right. Like anybody else could have given us a little bit more there. Um, I love what he's doing, what he's doing on the defensive end, but offense, you got to give me a little bit more, baby. Um, other than that, I think I feel good going into game six. Uh, the Jazz seemed deflated in this one, but we have to smack them across the head with that thumper uh, coming into game six right off the bat and let them know what it's about. Yeah, we can't let up, and I'm confident in us winning in Utah, honestly, uh, even after last game. We didn't win that game, but it was very close. We could have won. Uh, we got the momentum. Like, if this was just a regular close win, I would feel a different way about game six. But the fact that we whooped their ass like this, I think they just ready for this to be over with. Yeah, it's time to send them send them home. Let them reevaluate their lives, see which players are going to get traded. Um, it, it's time to, to close it out. I agree. On the game and the podcast. Let's get it. <laughs> uh, if you don't have anything else to add, uh, we talked about the Northmen, right, last game? Yeah. Our last five. <clears throat> uh, unbearable weight i told you i watched it and it was weird it changed tonally throughout the movie in the beginning i felt like the dialogue was complete buns they were saying the f word every other word and it was unnatural like everybody was saying it and it was like yeah, could y'all use a little bit more of the english language like anybody um but once they got settled into it once um Nick Cage and what's what's old buddy's name? Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Uh, their characters started talking about what was happening um, in the movie and talking about making a movie. Like once they got to that point in the movie, that's where it really kind of took off for me, and I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it from there. I, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I initially gave it an eight out of ten, but the more I think about it, I want to drop it down to a seven, which isn't bad. Okay. It's just I don't think it's an eight, but um yeah i enjoyed it like it it wasn't an issue for me in the beginning it was kind of slow though but it wasn't slow taking me out of it but the minute he hooked up with pedro pascal i was like okay this is yeah this this is really good there was an element of mysteriousness and there was the awkwardness of their interactions like i liked all that yeah i loved it i loved it i will Um, watch it again 
Yeah, I could definitely. I feel like watching it again would give me a different perspective on it because I know what to expect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's that. Uh, Better Call Saul is back. If you're a fan, they 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 came right out of the gate with it. Uh, get back get back on Better Call Saul. I actually missed tonight's yeah, episode. My, I've never watched it. Me and my girlfriend are supposed to be starting it together because. I got her hooked on Breaking Bad. She finished Breaking Bad, and I said, "You know what? Yeah, we should start Better Call Saul together." So they do it so well, man. Like you're, you're gonna, especially if you if you rewatched it with her. Uh, I didn't Bad. rewatch it with her, but I did go back and watch. Like I watched a few episodes with her. Okay, so if you got the feel for it, like it'll it, Better Call Saul is similarly set up and paced. Um, but again, they bring in a lot of new characters. They expand on some old characters. It's beautiful. Uh, but that's that, folks. Uh, I don't want to keep us on here too long. I think we're at about 40 minutes. Um, if you don't have anything else to add, we will see y'all on Thursday. Yes. Yes, Thursday. Beautiful. We'll catch y'all on Thursday. Go Mavs. MFFLs for life. Yeah. On phone, I'm gang. Crit. <laughs>